Hello from quarantine and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I am Julia Callahan and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories about how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season two, episode 21, changes changes i like i love that just this random david bowie uh i'm i I, who did the titles the titles are so fascinating no idea they're insane um if you don't know i am a huge david bowie fan i have aaron is staring at a david bowie tattoo on my arm right now definitely um so i'm into this i did i don't think that in 1999 i knew this was david bowie because that came a little later for me but uh you know into it all right this pup well, and plus we didn't know the episode titles really right, so. that's true that too um okay this pups was written by dana barada uh shout out shout out Woo-hoo. dana directed by lou antonio um and it originally aired on may 19th 1999 okay the description from wikipedia it's a long one it just these ones like I feel like they just get longer and longer. Okay, um, all of the gang's lives go through changes. After you get it because it's called ch 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 changes. <laughs> after Andy begins seeing her dead brother Tim in the last episode, Jack and Pacey agree to call Mister McPhee, who decides that he wants his daughter to be treated in Providence, not Capeside. All are stunned at the new changes, and Andy and Pacey must decide if Andy's mental health is more important than being together. Jack also must decide whether or not to go with Andy or stay. That was a really good moment to quote the clash. Should I stay or should I go? And this author just (laughs) missed it entirely. We're going to quote 80s um, musicians. Um. His decision is complicated when his father implies that Jack's homosexuality can be, quote, treated. (laughs) Yeah, that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Dawson, while helping Mr. Potter extend the ice house, interviews him for a film project about his supposedly changed life, but inadvertently catches him in the act of a drug deal. Ooh, spoiler. (laughs) Um, Jen decides to make a change so she can calls, so she calls her mother and inquiries. Nope. Inquires. <laughs> I thought it was spelled <laughs> wrong. I thought it was spelled wrong. It's not. Inquires about returning home or visiting. She is upset to be told that there is an inconvenient time. She ends up moving in with Jack as she has no other place to go. Andy leaves and Jack and Pacey watch her go. Man. Damn. <laughs> just told okay. you everything. You don't even need to watch that episode Yeah, I guess we're that. done now, Aaron. Good to see you. Um, <laughs> all right. My History's Mysteries, there's just one, which is on May 17th, 1999. Ehud, Ehud Barak is elected the Prime Minister of Israel. Hmm. Um, the number one movie is, once again, The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz. And the number one song, Holding Tight, Ricky Martin's Living La Vida Loca. Um... I'm next week is the season finale, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give you a bunch of the summer number ones as well. Okay, so cool. Stay tuned yeah, yeah, for that. Cool. I was wondering about that. Yeah, I'll I'll do. I'm going to do the first half of the summer okay. uh, in the in next week, and then when we get mm-hmm. to season three, episode one, I'll give you the second half of summer. 
Awesome. Um, so before we jump into the episode, there's like, I want to make three very quick corrections to last week's um, mm-hmm. discussion. Number one, I, uh, you mentioned the Fosters, and I said that there were a lot of Latinx people on that show, but there is a black woman at the front and center of that show, um, played by Sherry Som, who's great. Um, and uh, that is a great show. I did, I watch it, or I watched it when it was on. Um, so mm-hmm. highly recommend. Um, my other, t- one other thing, um, I talked a lot last week about mental health, um, and about my mom's mental health. And she asked me, um, to give a shout out to NAMI, the National Institute of Mental, uh, the National, um, uh, the National something of mental illness. I wrote this down wrong. Um, and, uh, the great, they do like really great work, um, right now, particularly in helping people who are, um, you know, it's str- Alliance, National, National Alliance, Alliance for Mental Health. Mental illness. mental illness. For mental illness. Thank you, Aaron. Um, anyway, so they're helping a lot with people who are um, suffering from um, mental health issues with COVID-19 and being sort of isolated. And mm. um, so uh, she also wanted me to, to mention the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-8255. Um, and you know, as she'll tell you herself, you have people here that love you and need you. Um, and so please call if you need that. And then lastly, I wanted to mention the, I want to just pop in. I also wanted, I've been meaning to say this too. I just wanted to say that you got consent from your mom before sharing that about her. I did. Uh, Yes, I did. Um, I asked her, uh, Of of course. Yeah. I asked her if that was okay to share. Um, also, um, the Trevor Project, I wanted to just mention that um, if you have a little extra money to to donate, they um, help with suicide preventions for specifically for LGBTQIA teens. Um, and they're at the trevorproject.org. Um, and then finally, <laughs> um, I went on a big rant about St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and how much I didn't like it. And... <laughs> And we recorded it. And then the next day, Joel Schumacher, who wrote St. Almost Fire, died. Um, and I did not foresee that that timing. Um, and so I wanted to say, I stand by my assessment of St. Elmo's, but I just wanted to give a shout out to Joel Schumacher, who directed um, The Lost Boys as well and the Lo- the last boys was filmed in my hometown of Santa Cruz California and it is a it is a dear piece of my soul mm-hmm. um so uh i apologize for the weird timing i couldn't have <laughs> planned it that way but um but Joel Schumacher was a great filmmaker um despite the fact that i don't really like sound almost fire <laughs> <laughs> or it didn't age well it didn't age that well yeah 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 exactly but um he's got a great body of work and you should definitely check him out cuz um the lost boys whew, it's a great movie anyway okay aaron so we're gonna open on ingrid bergman and humphrey bogart in casablanca yep dawson's room in dawson's room and I, just like if y'all need something to watch during quarantine watch casablanca it's a fucking great <laughs> movie i love that movie so much uh, i watch it at least once a year um, so Dawson's like working on this homework assignment where he has to compare and contrast Humphrey Bogart's character arc in Casablanca with one in his own life. <laughs> He's legit writing on a laptop while his desktop is right next to it. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> Just in case you weren't sure how rich he was, he ha- he owns two 
personal computers in 1999 we had one computer for the whole house in 1999 yeah we had a computer in the office like for the whole house you know yeah um we were actually you know kind of privileged because we had a separate phone line so if someone called when you were online you did not get kicked off yeah that was some privilege uh yeah that that was yeah exactly So, um, you know, he starts to kind of type like about Miss Kennedy and he's like, her character starts off as a sadistic film teacher slash father's new girlfriend. Who's he's mo- like legit going to write about the teacher who's going to grade the, <laughs> the essay. And he's like, you know, she's conjuring up these finals assignments to torture her nemesis Dawson Leary. And I'm just like, woo. Okay. <laughs> I, Very he, wild. He goes, a, an example of a purely evil character with no character arc whatsoever. And I was like, do I need a little, like, just a, a little tap on the <laughs> meta belt? Because Miss Kennedy had absolutely no character arc. We don't really know why she was there, but. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it could have been really compelling, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, Dawson's also drinking a Snapple, I think a peach Snapple, because it was 1998. Nine, 1999. <laughs> Um, so, uh, he like deletes this paragraph and he's all frustrated and he kind of turns and we see that Joey is there in the room on the bed, studying, working on her homework. (laughs) Yeah. And Joey's like, why are you like making such a big deal out of this? He's like, this is your film final. Like this should be like the easiest final for you, you know? And my note was like, so I guess we've just dispensed of any notion that Dawson is auditing this class. Yes, we definitely have. (laughs) That's gone. Or that Jen's in that class. Or that Jen's in that class, not doing a film (laughs) final. She was there for one week. (laughs) Um, And then Joey kind of gives a great suggestion. She's like, Dawson, why don't you interview someone? Yeah, and then he's like, that's perfect. I'm going to do a film assignment for this. But he's already done that before. Remember in Mr. Peterson's class? He, like, played a film. And he, like, you would think he just... Yeah, he just leans into this filmmaking thing for, like, any assignment he can. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's going to do a video essay on uh, to get into law school. No, that's a different <laughs> movie. Um, so uh, Joey's like, great. Glad we solved this problem. <laughs> yeah. And, Dawson's, and like, then Dawson's like, great. What if I interview you? <laughs> And she's and like, Joey's like, nah, you already told a story about me without my consent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dawson does tell Joey that she's gone through changes this year. She has a character arc. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she sure does. She sure does. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then she says, tells him to find another sucker. <laughs> I mean subject. <laughs> <laughs> So then she's like, she's like, you know, okay, Dawson, he kind of begs her and she's like, okay, being the overly generous, kind, loving girlfriend that I am, I will stay something. And she looks straight at the camera and she goes, good luck. And then (laughs) leaves out the goddamn door. (laughs) What does it mean? She left out the door. I don't know. (sighs) What does that mean? I don't know. Did they take... Did Mitch take maybe down the ladder Jen is again? Living there? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, like y'all are dating again. No ladder. Right. Maybe. So, um, I got to tell you, Aaron. Uh, I was 
you know, um, we're about to hit the season finale, so I busted out my DVDs so that I can watch that with commentary. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I had forgotten that yeah. in the season two DVDs, Paula Cole is still on the DVDs. I'm so jealous. <laughs> so I had some fun. It just hits better with Paula Cole. Poor Genevieve. On the last night, I had it like cranked up and I was like... <laughs> I don't want to wait. <laughs> Man, it's so good. Okay. Um, so we go over to and the McPhee's to Andy's house yeah. and she like comes she into walks the- into her dining room and she's like, oh, dad. Yeah, you're here. What are you doing in town? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm worried about you and mm-hmm. I know about Tim. <laughs> and she's like, hard pass. I, I don't need you here. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you're not welcome. Get the fuck out. And he's like, no, no, this is serious. And she's like, yeah. So then why are the fuck are you here? <laughs> I mean, point. Point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm excited that she did learn the lesson from Jack really soon of like turning on her dad to be like, no, no, this no, no. is not a good person. You know? Yeah. yeah. And Jack sort of walks in and tells Andy that he called their dad. And Andy's like betrayed. She's like, how could you? Oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. And Andy's like, you know, um, or because Mr. McPhee's like, I didn't know your quote situation was this extreme. And she's just like, what's that fucking word? Like situation? Yeah. What? So you don't have to talk about what's actually happening? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly why he's using that word. And then Mr. McPhee's like, Pack your bags. We're going home. And I was like, isn't Capeside home? No, apparently Providence is home. I mean, Capeside yeah. should be home, but it's... No, it's always so interesting the way, like, people define home, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, I, I say I'm going home when I'm going to Santa Cruz, and I also say I'm going home when I'm going to L.A. Yeah. Always. Um, yeah. So Andy's like, you know, we can't fucking leave, dude. It's like finals... Yeah, like, like what? Like, yeah, I'm having this real like hard time mentally. So why would I uproot my life? Right, right. Which is basically what she says. And Jack, like Mr. McPhee's like, Jack can stay through finals and like you will talk to your teachers and you can make them up. And like Andy's just kind of like, no, like I'm not gonna, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna fucking do this. And her dad tells her that she needs perpetual supervision and her mother does too. And I'm like, yeah, what I mean, like now you're fuck? doing something I about know. that situation. He sucks. <laughs> he's just like, now he's stepping up. You yeah. know, it's super weird. And Andy just like fucking stares down Jack. Like, how could you? And Jack's yeah. like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that that was going to go like that. And she yeah. just fucking leaves. So. Right. Ugh, I feel for both of them. I do too. Like, I don't know what else Jack could have done. You know, yeah. like, who the fuck else is he going to call? Absolutely. You know, yeah. so, but man, that's tough. Exactly. Um, so then we're at school and Dent. <laughs> Dawson and Jen are walking through the hall and Dawson's like, (laughs) (laughs) you should be my interview subject. Like you've changed so much this year, you know? And you're like, Dawson's being such a good friend right now. Like, you know, even with Joey, like acknowledging her changes and and Jen as well, you know? Sure. And Jen's like, uh, yeah, let me reveal my deepest, darkest, most intimate secrets for your fucking homework assignment, bro. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm like, like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why anyone would agree to that, but. <laughs> and then he's like trying to argue for like, no, yeah. no but you've changed so much. Like it's so compelling. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And she's just like, okay, it's like probably good that I talk about this. And she she's like, you know, start start filming, start filming. Yeah, yeah. And he's and he's like, okay. And he takes a step back and like gets like, the camcorder up. He's like, fuck yeah. And you're like, there's no it's so loud in the hallway. There's no way that you would like she just doesn't got a mic sense. on. Yeah. She's like, you know, I guess it all just like began that day. All of a sudden I just like did it. And Dawson's like, did what? And she goes, I I cut it off. And he's like, cut what off? And she just looks straight at the camera and is like, my hair. (laughs) She totally trolls him. I I laugh so hard. (laughs) Um, The song that starts right here is called Sell Your Soul by Grammar Train, or it's the one that's supposed to start. And Jen's like, I'm dead serious, Dawson. Like, (laughs) making a change like that is a traumatic event in a young girl's life. Um, So true. And and I just like want to say like thank God we talked about this haircut. Oh my God, I know. Well, you can tell because it's in the final end of the season yeah. that like they got <laughs> the writers were like, okay, we just have to touch on the that. elephant in the room. <laughs> like yes, like. <laughs> Well, and it's like, there's this part of me that's like, listen, I actually think it's pretty, like, realistic or true to life that, like, your grandpa died, your life is in upheaval, and you, like, chopped all your hair off, you know, like... Totally. And and maybe, like, it didn't look that good, but, like, who cares? Well, that's the thing when you're, like, a kid you don't have like necessarily like a stylist or you don't have that relationship yet right. for your hair. And that like not everyone can pull off every haircut. <laughs> so I have a lot of friends in high school that like went and they're like, yeah, this is the photo I want. And they, you know, and they, yeah. you get it and you're like, Woo. <laughs> I have really, really curly hair. So like I was always like so limited in what I could do because yeah. like, you know, curly hair, if you cut it wrong, it goes, it's, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, things yeah. go badly. <laughs> yes. Real quick. <laughs> things take a downhill turn real quick. Um, so then we go over to Joey and Dawson like comes up to her and she just like takes one look at him and is like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> and he's and like, come on, I'm desperate. <laughs> she's like, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to Jack and he's like, come on, this would be great. Your life is totally changed. And he's like, Jack's like, dude, I've got so much going on. Like hard pass. Yeah. He's like any hard other pass. day it would like, maybe I would do it. But like I got this today is not a good one. So, yeah. <laughs> so then we go to Pacey. Yeah. And Dawson is with Pacey and he's like, you know, um, Dawson's like, I'm trying to figure out how people grow and change. And, you know, Paisy kind of makes a joke. He's like, for five easy payments of twenty nine ninety five, you too can go from town pariah to upstanding citizen in six months, which I kind of liked. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And then they like, you know, they duck into this classroom. Um, yeah. At first, Dawson asks Pacey, like, how he did it. Like, how'd you do it? But like, Dawson's camera is not set up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like taking it out while he's asking these questions. And I'm like, okay, I Okay, okay, okay. And then he like balances it on a stack of books. Yeah. Pacey sits down and he's like, it was Andy. Yeah. She changed. She's the reason I changed so much. Like from the moment I met her, she changed my life, you know? 
Right. And he's like, you know, I, if it weren't for her, I'd be living under a highway somewhere or something or like flunking out of 10th grade. And Dawson kind of pushes back a little bit, which I actually like applaud him for. Yeah. He tells Pacey that like, you know, Andy may have been the inspiration, but like Pacey's the one who did did the work. work. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Dawson, good for you for saying that. Yeah, I mean, Dawson's being, I think this is the episode he's, like, the best in this yeah. whole season. Um, and because he, like, also, like, aside from that, acknowledges all these, like, really huge changes his friends have gone through this year and how they've, like, maneuvered it and managed them, you right. know, in this way that is, like, he's, like, in awe of them almost in the sense where he's like, that would be a compelling story for my final, you know? Yeah. And I think like, you know, going back to our conversation about, you know, why we're hard on Dawson sometimes, I think there's a way in which the writers really underserve him Mm -hmm. because like, like something like this, where it's like, I actually, I am a character that is noticing that these other characters are changing yeah. It's like he he makes these statements, but we never actually see that action along the way. It's like all of a sudden he just knows. And I think the show really like expected us to give him the benefit of the doubt. And mm-hmm. when you because and and I think partially that's because he's a, a good guy, white guy, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. um, and like when you stop giving quote unquote good guys the benefit of the doubt, then you're like, but you're not showing me any of this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like so like why so you're would not I putting in the actual labor, you right. know, which is just necessary to like make a better world, you right. know. Right. Um, so so I don't always think it's like the character of Dawson's fault. I sometimes think it's the writers and how they are sort of getting him across. You know? Yeah, definitely. So yeah. anyway, um, so, you and know, Pacey, he kind of starts spinning. Yeah, like, you can tell he's got a lot on his mind. And Dawson, like he's such a good friend. He turns off the camera and puts it away. And he's like, wait, what's going on here? Like, are yeah, you OK? Yeah, because he's like because Pacey's kind of like, you know, um, I just like keep waiting for someone to like expose me and like, you know, know that like, I just like didn't, uh, you know, this whole thing was just a big lie. Like I just wasn't yeah, like, it's meant like for classic any of imposter it. syndrome. Totally. And, and Pacey's like, you know, I feel like Andy mistook me for someone that I'm not. And like, you know, she gave him someone to be and he's like, and now she needs me and I can't like do anything. I know. <laughs> and like he kind of starts like, welling up with tears. Yeah. And it's so complicated because Pacey, that's his strength and his weakness to right. be like a hero, you know? Yeah. And since like he, he's like, like it's, he doesn't even, it's not even an option for him to help in this situation, help Andy. Right. And that is like a real crisis of identity for him. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's like I said last week, it's hard to not be able to like fix things. Yeah. Like sometimes you can't. Um, Yeah, totally. And, you know, my note just in all caps was, hi, I love a boys being emotionally vulnerable with each other. Hi, I love it. I know. I love it. I love it. Such a good scene, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, Pacey's just like, I'm failing her. And like, oh, and he's like, I'm not a hero. Yeah. And Dawson's like, you know, I mean, Dawson kind of just like sits and listens. Like for once, like Dawson doesn't inject into Pacey, like just saying this to him. Um, And, 
I dig that. Yeah. And I, I, so my thing too is like, I was thinking I want to kind of start tracking Pacey on some of what he's talking about because like, I feel like so much of this show and like Pacey's journey on this show is about him recognizing his own strengths within himself. Right. Um, I like don't think right now he's anywhere near being able to recognize like what he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. But like in so many ways, his journey through this show is really self-esteem. Like is Absolutely, like how yeah. how he starts to be able to see himself. Yeah. Um I mean, it's like almost every character's journey. Sure. I, I mean, mean it's I hear the journey to adulthood. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like Pacey's to me seems so stark, you know, like, yeah, like that he he is able to do all this stuff, but no one's ever fucking believed in him. And so like when one person does, it's like, right. Yeah. This huge thing. But like, then, like you said, I mean, I, you know, I like that. I think imposter syndrome is the exact thing, right? Is like, yeah. <laughs> No, because he doesn't acknowledge the work he's actually done in his schoolwork. And like, of course, it is with the aid of Andy. Like, she definitely was instrumental without a doubt, you know. But like, he had to be there taking the test. He had to be there, you know, doing the assignments in class and stuff. So a lot of that work is like him and his own potential. Sure, sure. So he walks out of the classroom that he and Dawson are in and, and runs right into Andy. And and he's like, oh, man, like you weren't in class this morning. Like what happened? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. And she's like, she tells him of her dad's plan. It's like. Yeah. And he and kind of like, he, I really like, he he brings her into an empty classroom. Yeah. Like, we're not going to have this conversation in this crowded hallway. In public, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like. like they, let's find a safe space for us to talk about this. Exactly. And, and Andy's like, you know, he wants me to get help and he wants us to be a family again. But he's like, he's been absent for over a year. And like, yeah. now her and Jack have like made this life for themselves. And, and the dad wants to wrench them away. Yeah. And I just was saying, like, Andy, like, the fact that, like, Andy sounds like 36-year-old me when I'm like, <laughs> should I go to grad school somewhere other than L.A.? Not that I'm going <laughs> to grad school, but I have those m- moments every yeah, once in yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. And, like, she does not sound like a 16-year-old. Like, she yeah, I mean, sounds like a, an adult who has had to build a life without parents. Totally. Because I mean, one of the most compelling parts, I think, is, like, this storyline of her dad like never once her nor jack or pacey say it's not fair right and that's like what kids say right yeah and pacey's kind of like why can't you be helped here like yeah you have another like can we find another solution to this like you've been seeing a therapist here for a while and they're more like actually aware of where you're at what is currently happening with you versus your doctors in providence you know yeah like can't this be sorted out here right and andy's like no he's so fucking stubborn yeah he's like made up his mind and i should start packing and then pacey asks andy he's like what do you want Uh (laughs) uh-huh i knew you were gonna love that <laughs> I love that. I love it so I knew much. It. I knew it. And <laughs> because like that's the thing. I mean, it's like when my friends are talking to me about their problem, whatever they're going through, uh-huh. and I'm like, of course in my head what I would do is what I would do. But you always have to be like, well, what do you think? Right. You know? Like right. how do you feel about this? Yeah, totally. 
So Andy like tells her, tells Paisley that she's like, I want to stay and be with you. Like the thought of us not being together is too much. And Pacey's like, okay, like, let's go talk to your dad. Like, I'm ready to fight him about it. (laughs) Like, not not physically fight, but like argue with him about it. Yeah, we can come up with a new plan. Right. And and Andy's like, he wants to leave tomorrow. Yeah. And Pacey just steps up and is like, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Because when he hears what we have to say, he'll change his mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And it's interesting, like a little bit parallel to Gail, where it's like, ask yeah. me to stay, you know, and it's like, yeah. are you going to stay, you know, yeah. this kind of like concept of like what being in Cape Side, remaining in Cape Side would mean for your relationships. Right. Right. So we go out to the waterfront. God, God, Wilmington is pretty. It really is. <laughs> it's I mean, not pretty in real some, life. Like, stupid shots of like swans and whatever. Yeah. But then when they do like the pan of the waterfront, you're like, damn, uh, okay. All right. Um, and Jack's like kind of standing looking out of the water. And Jen comes up and offers a bite of her Subway sandwich for his troubles. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, that sandwich looks too good to be a Subway sandwich. <laughs> And to Jack and Jen. I know. It's so cute. I know. And he he does not take her sandwich, but he does tell Jen that his dad's back. Yeah. And, and Jack's like, I called him. Yeah. No, because Jen's like, oh. Like, yeah. that? Oh. That's, yeah. And yeah. Jack's like, just straight up, like, I, I called him. Yeah, and he's like, Andy's he not doing us, well. Yeah, Andy's not doing well, and he wants us to move back and he's like jack's like i didn't think that was what was gonna happen right he's like i thought he would come and stay but like no and and jen's kind of like well maybe it's for the best yeah like if andy's gonna get better and if like you and your dad can reconcile like maybe that's not bad and jack's kind of like yeah we're gonna reconcile us in the middle east yeah <laughs> i was like woo jack okay yeah, jack's like hard pass yeah like uh, yeah and then jack asks jen what her deal is literally yeah, he like, says what is your deal <laughs> he's like what are you what's your deal are you gonna stay at the leary's forever yeah and jen's like i don't know man yeah and, and jack's like maybe you should talk to grams or talk to your parents right and jen like tells him you know they made it really clear how they felt when they sent her away yeah and jack kind of reminds her like you're different now so like again with these character arcs you know like jen is a way different girl than they sent away i mean if we remember that season one and season two are all supposed to be within the same year yeah you know when you think about where she was when she showed up in that cute floral dress in season one yeah yeah you know, this is like a different person almost. Um, you know, she's so different. She's been through so much. And Jen's just kind of like, after what happened with Graham's, like, they're not going to believe that I've changed. Yeah. And, you know, Jack kind of gives this, he does give great advice, which is like, maybe you're not the only one who's changed, which is like, nice kind of idealistic advice. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's like, I think it's, you know, it's the hopeful childish thing when also mm-hmm. like Jack knows from his experience with his parents, like. Right. There's a part of me that thinks it feels a little out of character that he says it, but like, mm-hmm. but I also like, I get it. You want to be hopeful for your friend. Yeah, exactly. You 
And it's super complicated because I definitely like, you know, I waffle back on forth when it's like, it's your dad. Talk to your mom. It's your parents. Like, it really weirds me out. But also like Jen's not finding any peace with where it is now. Yeah. So I do think she needs to get new data, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. True. So um, we go over to the ice house and Joey like shows. There's like construction happening. Yeah. Did they mention this? No. Was okay. Cuz it's no, no. like pretty significant. <laughs> yeah. And the changes um, that are happening to the ice house. Right, cuz they're like creating a lounge. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joey's like walking through this like half finished like complete remodel of the place being like and then there's the stage and it's going to be like the hottest nightclub in right. like, you know, the Cape or whatever. So and you're just like if the jazz get- if the oh Sorry, there. I'm sorry if you can hear booms outside. There's so many fireworks in this neighborhood. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so so uh, I was like, if the jazz club is the peach pit, is this the peach pit after dark, or is the jazz club the peach pit after dark? I don't really understand what's happening. Like, this is how definitely much money the peach pit after dark? How much money do you think that that catering gig paid? No, no, not enough to remodel the fucking ice house. And, like, get, like, a full, like, I mean, maybe the licenses are different, the business license, but it's, like, a completely different license than a restaurant if you have a nightclub. I'm going to say, Aaron actually has, like, put together an entire (laughs) theater business, so um, she knows these things. I know, like, um, what is happening? There's a lot of logistics. (laughs) (laughs) Like, pricey ones at that. Yeah. Okay, again, I don't entirely understand Massachusetts laws, especially the liquor laws. (laughs) I don't think this show understands Massachusetts liquor laws all that well either, so... Um, and like, so Dawson and Joey see Mike and they're, Joey's kind of like, that's not my dad. He's turned into some like sitcom father of the year. The man I knew was a grumbling, dejected mass of negativity. And Dawson's like, someone in your family was grumbling and negative. (laughs) No, not possible. And I was like, woo, Dawson, love it. Love it. You know her so well. I feel so complicated about this, like, storytelling of Mr. Potter, okay. you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's really, like, again, the show's created for people of privilege, so we're just, like, going with this, like, dad coming back from jail storyline, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And, like, it it's hard. It's really hard. I don't know, like, how jo- it, it feels like this weird fantasy where like sure. he comes back and they all of a sudden have hella money and they're doing all these projects and you're, and you know, like, I don't right. know. It, yeah, no, I hear you. And, and Joey's kind of like, you know, I'm happy now. And Dawson's like, I, I love happy Joey. Um, you know, and then Dawson gets introduced to a rando that says that was like in the Merchant Marines with Joey's dad. And I got to tell you, I had to look up what Merchant Marines are because I have no idea. I still don't. Uh-huh. I don't, still don't really know. Uh-huh. Um, but like, okay, so we figure out the history that like Joey's dad's a boat guy, which is why he's in this like seaside town. Oh, okay. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. And, and Joey kind of like asks, or not Joey, Dawson kind of asks them, like, hey, Mr. Potter, would you, like, want to be interviewed for my school project? Because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to talk to someone who's, like, had a major character change. Yeah, and Mr. Potter's, like, flattered. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like, okay, great, you know. And 
and again, this is kind of like representing him being like a present dad and like, you know, a participatory father sure. figure. Sure. Cause he then goes, you got to do something for me though, Dawson. And he hands him a level <laughs> and Dawson's like, I don't Dawson know what this is. spins around and looks at Joey and's like, what is this? And I, <laughs> a tear almost popped yeah, out of my yeah, eye. I laughed yeah. so hard. It's also like, it's cute in the sense that like Joey's dad's like teaching him like real life skills of uh-huh. like how to use a level. Yeah, totally. I love it. <laughs> because like, also like, it's not, I don't know, the hilarity of it being a level. Everyone knows what a level I is. I know, I know. And like when you're a kid, like I know we gender um, people when they're you know, kids when they're growing sure, up. So sure. without a doubt, even though he's always wanted to be a filmmaker, he would have had tools. Yeah, totally. Totally. You know, or like, and he would have like gone to uh, like Pacey's house and there would have been like, you know, yeah, toy Mr. Winner would have like, you know, been <laughs> doing something in the garage and like, yeah, or him. just like the little kid tools. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Both, both of my nephews have like so many like fake tools. And my, I mean, my brother had so many growing yeah. up. We had so many, you know. Totally. Oh. I mean, I did. My dad always brought bottom for me, and I'm like, I'm great with. Love. I built all the shel- shelving in Jen's old apartment. I'm like, I'm. Pretty I mean, handy to me, a level. a level was like one of the most fascinating <laughs> tools. I right. was like, this is so smart. This it's little like, bubble moves. Yeah, that's what so like- smart. <laughs> it is. It is genius. It's genius. <laughs> like I remember being like, damn. Yeah, that is so cool. <laughs> it's just since it's like. A, a technology i love technologies that have existed for a long time yeah, you know yeah. that like An a abacus, crutch yeah 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 like yeah. when people are on crutches like that's existed through since like civilization Forever. yeah you know? totally. <laughs> they're like it works yeah it works obviously you know yeah um so then we go over to there's another firework um so then we go over to jack and andy's <laughs> sorry yeah and like pacey's there and or Pacey like comes and like yeah, Jack's like it. oh so you I see by the look on your heard. face <laughs> you've heard what's going on yeah. and Pacey's like w- I don't understand what is this rush about like yeah. this is kind of wild you know mm-hmm. and Jack's like look my dad it's my father and his decisions are final and there's yeah. no point in changing his mind right and like I I I thought about like you know. Pacey, because Pacey says, like, I get it. I get having a dad who's, like, decisions yeah. are final and there are no yeah. changing his mind. And I was like, okay, this is the exact second I realized how fucking similar Mr. Potter, or not yeah. Mr. Potter, Mr. Witter and Mr. McPhee yeah. are. Like, they yeah, are like, actually really similar. Rule with an iron fist, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. They're just di- from different classes. So yeah. it manifests itself differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pacey's just kind of like, man, Jock, like, we can't give up. Like, you know, yeah. you've got to help me. And Mr. McPhee sort of comes in at that point. Yeah. And Pacey, like, is like, hi, I'm Pacey Witter. I'm Andy's boyfriend, you know? And, yeah. like, I just want to know, like, what's going on? Like, why can't why can't Andy get care here? Right. And, like... Mr. McPhee is like, well, I thank you for your vehemence regarding Andy's situation. Like, I just, but like, you know, she he's needs. Like, he's like, Mr. McPhee's like, I talked to her doctors in Providence and they think she should move. Right. It's like, it's hard because I'm like, they haven't seen her in a year. Right. I agree. I agree. It's crazy. Uh, not crazy. It's it's bad. That's wild, bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. Wild. There and you go. also, Thank like, you. what is the HIPAA for this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what those rules look like um, when you're talking about a minor and when you're talking about your own kid. 
Like, yeah, but when you're over 16, at least in California, they can't share your data. Right. Without the child's consent. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Anyways. in Massachusetts, it's different or it wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the nineties. Yeah. 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 Um, and like PC's kind of like, you know, she has this whole like group of friends and support system here. And like, yeah. And Mr. McPhee's like, do you think those things are more important than family? And, and oh shit. Pacey and says, Pacey's like, no, what but- about chosen family. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> She's like, but Andy's built a family here. And so, like, I wanted to like pause here for a second because I think, like, so often in high school, this idea gets blown off, like that your friends could be your chosen family. Yes. And like, I, I was like thinking about my high school days, like I get it and I don't get it. I definitely have friends from high school that I would consider chosen family, right. but also there were, were people that I would have considered chosen family in high school that I have not spoken to yeah. since like 2002. So right, right. I, I, it's like, I feel a little, I, I get like Mr. McPhee kind of brushing it off, but also I think Pacey, it's so real to Pacey, you know, that like, right. I mean, They've been dating all this time and Pacey's never met him. Right. Totally. So it's kind of like, okay, well, like the way you think of family, I don't know. You're not there for her. Right. <laughs> like physically, just right. like full stop, you know, like I emotionally and, you know, T- TBD, you know, but like. Yeah. And, you know, it's super complicated. I mean, that's why we're constantly having these discussions and these debates about it. You know, I mean, it's it's hard. And, you know, I think you have to learn those lessons as you grow up of like, who is your chosen family? How do you participate in those, um, you know, relationships? And and, you know, also, you know, where does your your biological family um, find a place in your life? Right. Right. And, you know, Pacey's like, you know, Mr. McPhee kind of is like, I, it's, she's my responsibility. So, like, I get to make this decision. And Pacey's like, well, with all due respect, like, you knew that she was having problems. Yeah. And you left her here alone with yeah. her brother to take care of her mom who was having severe you yeah. know, mental illness problem, who uh, was dealing with severe mental illness. And like, now you're going to take her home because you feel like guilty that you did that. And I was like, I, I mean, Pacey, Pacey has a point. <laughs> I know. He's such an accomplice to dismantling the patriarchy. Yeah. He's like, I mean, I'm going to call you out on this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Pacey, like, kind of looks like Jack, looks at Jack and is kind of like, you know, am I wrong? I know. <laughs> and he, Did I leave something out? Because, <laughs> like, Mr. McPhee's like, you know, I think you're too selfish to let her go. And Pacey kind of says, you know, I I mean, maybe That's I am a little selfish. to that, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. But there's also truth to what I'm saying, which is, like, you know, you don't even know what's happening. You've heard it from Jack. Right. And from her doctors that haven't even been treating her for the right. past year. Right. And Mr. McPhee just says, my mind's made up. And like, that's it. Yeah. Ugh. So um, we go to the oh, Learys. Then when you think it's going to get worse, <laughs> it does. Yeah. And Jen's like in like a study in a part of the house we've never seen before. Yeah. Of the Leary household. And she is on the phone and she legit says, mom, it's Jennifer. I was like, why does using her full name hit me in the gut so hard? Why does identify like to me having to say her name was yeah. like 
a tear popped out of my eye (laughs) I like that is so sad to me (laughs) like I just can't imagine being like hey mom it's Aaron (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like maybe it was leaving a message right right. because you just like do that and like your muscle memory kicks in yeah and then I would I've done that before and then burst out laughing (laughs) you know on the message but like yeah I would yeah your mom should know your voice totally yes and Jen only one person calls Jen's mom mom right Yes. Um, And Jen's like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm staying at the Leary's, which makes it seem like her mom knows her grandma kicked her out of the house. And like, well, no, then because she's like, oh, I assume she would have told you. Yeah. Or I assume. Right. Yeah. I assume she told you. Yeah. So it's kind of like acknowledge that Graham spoke to um, Mrs. Lindley. Yeah. And uh, and Jen's just like, yeah, so I just wanted to ask what the situation with me coming back home to stay with you and dad. Yeah. And uh, I just said Michelle Williams is about to get start getting nominated for Oscars a- after this, and it is clear why. Oh, my God. Because she's Ugh. so good. She, I know. The scene is so short, and I was like, by the end of it, I was like a mess. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. This poor girl. Just- so scared and so alone yeah like jen come hang out with us we will love you so much oh my god so then we go to the peach pit after dark and (laughs) dawson is like nailing down two by fours onto a stage and like maybe nails his hand like he's very bad at this it's really funny i don't know why they gave him (laughs) this job (laughs) i'm here for it i listen i i i the thing is like i think that he this is great he should be doing some stuff like this to help out the yeah. you know like amount of work joey does on his films like he should perform an equal amount of work sure. you know for in her. service of her projects but like it's clear that he doesn't know what he's doing so there's not like there's like some you know the guy from the merchant marines it's like oh no you hammer like this yeah, and yeah. like <laughs> let me you help know you. there's no <laughs> there's no um foreman helping him or no. They're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you go over there on the stage, like one of the more important parts of this, you know, yeah. we can, you know, construction project. Yeah. Yeah. If you fuck that up, someone's fallen through it. Um, <laughs> so don't do it. Uh, and he's like, you know, oh, God, I suck at this. And like, right as he says it, Joey sort of comes up behind him. Yeah. And she's like, tells him he looks good. And he's like, you yeah. know. Um, like we should give you a makeover. Yeah, she's like, like a rebel look, like jeans, you know, tight t-shirt, slick back hair. Like I'm into yeah. it. I'm like, they're Girl. really cute. Also, I like definitely that was like in high school. That is like the kind of you know yeah, I had like yeah, posters yeah. of James Dean all over my room. Right, right, like, right. I was like, yeah, tight t-shirt, slick back hair, jeans, free survive. <laughs> So, um, I, my note, my literal note, sorry, I just read it was that guy, that was every guy I hung out with high school. And let me tell you, they're fucking trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Mr. Potter like comes in and is like, Hey, you ready? Ready for my interview? Like throws the hammer down, legit skips off. (laughs) So funny to me. It was so cute. I know. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, let me prep. Okay, Okay. great. You know? And then then Joey, being as I I wrote, Joey, being the great butch lesbian that she is, is like, (laughs) looks, takes one look at what Dawson's done and is like, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And then Joey's like, please don't tell him. (laughs) It's for dad. 
<laughs> I love it. Love it. Um, so Mike then in his interview is like talking, like spilling his guts. Wow. Yeah. He's like, you know, talking about how everyone makes mistakes, but some people are better at it than others, which is actually kind of a funny joke. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, Mike. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, you know, at first with my mistakes, like I thought I would die of shame. And yeah. like, even if I could turn things around, like, would my daughters ever forgive me or and they could they forget forget what I did to their mother? And like, at that point, Joey is just like, Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she gets she up and shook. leaves. Yeah, she, yeah, she leaves. And they both just kind of stare at her. And then like, we cut away. Yeah. yeah. So we cut over to Andy's house. And, and oh god yeah jack's kind of like why are we why are you like why do you want to move yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and like you know why don't you move the business here like stay here yeah you know because yeah, yeah he's like why can't we stay here like you know and um and you know he like takes his opportunity to ask to stay and then um he's like Andy has Pacey and Mixer McPhee's like, I have my business. And Jack's like, start a new one here, which yeah. I was like, that's not how business works. Not but how I don't really works. know what Mr. McPhee's business is. So but, maybe it does. And like, maybe it's my LA, but I'm like, didn't we figure out that it's like a two hour drive from Providence to yeah. Cape Side? I'm like, girl, that's traffic in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, and also like that. as someone like a business person like him, there's no way he goes in the office every day. Right. Right. You could do that. Yeah. So And he has two houses. Like I don't I don't understand what even he's if not you there, sold like, one house and like had just like a little apartment in in Yeah. You know, Providence or something, like so if you needed the money, uh, anyway. We're problem solving, Aaron. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, totally. Mr. McPhee <laughs> is not listening to us. Um so Because then Mr. McPhee gets hella dark. Woo. Woo and woo. says, Yeah, but Jack, you need treatment too. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So here's the thing. He says, like, he tells Jack that that his mother and sister, Andy and his mom, need medical attention, serious medical attention, which is, like, true. Yeah. But also then, like, when you leave the actual, like, inpatient part of that, you have to have a support system to come back to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's a thing, you know, that, like, people in your life come together for that. Um, going to a, back to a place where you don't have anyone like is not going to help. Um, so yeah, I so, mean, it's kind of hard because like we are just supposed to believe that like Andy didn't have friends in Providence. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, yeah. So it's like, if we're supposed to believe Andy didn't have friends in Providence, we're mostly supposed to believe that because like Mr. McPhee doesn't bring that up. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, then Mr. McPhee's like, you know, you could talk to someone about your problem because like, you're so confused with these gay ideas. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> Oh my God. Even in 1999, yeah. I was like, Fuck oh my this God. Guy. I fucking hate him. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Same. I mean, it's like, I know this concept existed and it's still sure. like it's still you know, it's, it's still it's there still yeah. is there it's illegal in california um thank god but so yeah. it's hard because you know we don't get the impression that the mcphees are like particularly religious right they're just like so this 
is a just like another type of conservatism that I, I kind of don't entirely understand. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, nor do I, uh, yeah. nor do I. I, I think there's a line later on that I think kind of clarifies some things for me, but I'll wait till we get there. Okay. Um, so, you know, Jack's Jack kind of like, like hard pass homophobic asshole. Nah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> You know, the only problem I have is that, like, is you. you have the is yeah. your problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, this isn't about me or you. Like, it's about Andy. So you should yeah. let her make that choice. Like he, yeah. He's like, you haven't given Andy a choice here. Right. You know, like, come on. Yeah. And Mr. McPhee's like, she doesn't need choices. <laughs> and Jack's just like, uh, she needs people that love and care about her. And that is definitely not you. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's this part of me that's like, it must be so hard to be like some shitty upper crusty New England parent who's like kids fucking hate you. You know, like, I'm sure I it's think hard. Everyone's kids like hate them a little bit at this point. Sure. But like this, like where your kids are like, we don't want you like, yeah. not, it's not like I hate I hate you. You're ruining my life. And I go to my room. It's like, no, no, you're like fucking persona non grata. Um. And yeah, like, I don't. I don't think it's hard for Mr. McPhee. Really? I mean, yeah, if, it, if it doesn't seem cared, like it's hard. Yeah, it doesn't mean is if, if he cared, in like, in the sense where, like, if it was hard, he would actually actively make steps to not have it be so hard. Right. I guess because, like, my thing was like, on the other hand, this dude all but abandoned his children, so fuck him. I don't really care. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no, sure. I, I'm sure when your kids like are like like you know we don't fucking care what you think oh yeah and it's like i said before like the way we define dad in america is like sperm donation and like (laughs) i just the hours that greg hensley put in that's like no 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 yeah no so um then we go up to pacey and andy like in andy's room Mm -hmm. and he's just like so sad yeah and he's like come on we can't just like sit here and wait for this like decision to come down from on high and and she's kind of like well you know you should study for your finals and and he's like uh no No. (laughs) i'm not doing that like let's just go on a date like a real date yeah i'll come pick you up we'll like go out to dinner we'll do something fun yeah and andy's like i don't know there's so much to do there's so much needs to be done and she's like, okay. Yeah, yeah just the let's two of do us. That. Yeah, let's that's do what that, I need. You know? Yeah. And Pacey's like, we'll deal with tomorrow, tomorrow, but tonight will be magical. And they like hug. And yeah. Andy's like really sad. She's like not convinced, but she's yeah. like going to go along with it. Yeah. Yeah. She has a lot of confliction in her. Yeah, she does. Um, and we go back to the ice house where Dawson is like still interviewing Mr. Potter. And he's like, you know, what drove you? So no one's gone to check on Joey. She just yeah, left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, she stormed off, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, what drove you to your lowest point? And then we hear this story where he's like, Joey's mom was getting worse and the bills were mounting. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, why else would someone make the decision to risk everything? You know? <laughs> and so I was like, okay, is this medical debt? Because, like, I get it. Like, this country is fucked with that shit. Yeah. And so... <laughs> He mentions tra- that's when I began trafficking marijuana and I yeah. was watching with, this with my boyfriend and he started laughing. He didn't know that part of the story. <laughs> I mean, it is like, ugh. like even like, again, I know I said it 
in the pilot like when we were kids like that was like we're like marijuana like in california like you're like what like how much was it like you know i mean in california it would have had to been a lot to to yeah 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 Yeah. and and also like you would have had to been like involved with some serious players for like it to even come up on like you know under investigation right Right. So, you know, and I think like, I don't know, there's and a part of me went to jail for like three years. So you're kind of like, well, so, so that's my thing. Right. Is that I'm like, I'm kind of thinking like, okay, where's the privilege here? Right. Cause like he gets caught and he goes to jail and like, you know, right now, of course, there's a bunch of people in jail on marijuana charges that like, yes, in California know. where it's legal. In California where it's legal, you know, John Boehner is, like, making fucking hella money on... Yeah. Um, you just got me to yeah. say hella. God damn you, Aaron. <laughs> I hate that word. Um, um, so, I'm so sorry to everyone in Santa Cruz. I'm not like that normally, I promise. Um, but, like, it, it, it's like John Boehner's making money off of it. Like, just l- release all those people. But, like, at... Yeah. at and remove it from the record. Uh, yeah, and remove it from the records. But at this time, right... It's like, okay, marijuana trafficking, like, being a three-year sentence does not seem like a stupid... I mean, the whole carceral system is fucking stupid. Yeah, but yeah. if we're, if we're like, putting a pin in that, like, three years for trafficking marijuana is like, okay, that seems like whatever. Well, I mean... Whereas, like... We're getting too into it, but I'm like, even at that time, we would have had the crime bill and there was mandatory minimums. Right. So, like, he would have been in there for so fucking yeah. long. And so my thing is, like... Where is that like he gets out because he's like a white dude? Like, I don't know. I mean, that's where he else. gets out because they wanted to tell this yeah, stupid story. But I, that's why it's so weird and dumb. Like, I know I grew up differently. I've already said this, but like, we watch 60 Minutes every Sunday. So <laughs> I remember even as a kid being like, none of this checks out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And right at that moment, Joey walks in and <laughs> is like, didn't you promise Bessie and Alexander dinner? Yeah. And like Mr. Potter's like, let's continue this later. <laughs> yeah. And she pulls the Dawson aside and she's like, why are you doing this to me? Right. Why would I want to relive all of these things that I'm trying to move beyond? You know, like you're going to play this for your class. Like they're going to like remember Joey's dad, like yeah. did all these fucked up things, yeah. you know? And like, she's just like, my life's good right now. Why would I want this? You know? And she's just like, why do you do some of the work and risk-taking on your own why don't you turn the camera on yourself Mm -hmm. and then dawson's like well i can't because like i'm scared (laughs) he's like if i turn the camera on myself like i'm scared you'll realize i haven't changed at all yeah and you've grown way beyond me and i'm like yeah she totally has (laughs) glad you know it (laughs) so it's like interesting i mean it's cool that he's acknowledging this fear that he has you know yes, like yes because he I'm with sees you. all of his friends and how much they've changed in the yeah. past year and he's like oh that that story is more compelling than my own you know yeah so like that is really interesting you know and you're also like how much has he changed this year like what what the thing that's changed about him is his his parents divorce you know right. and like he hasn't he hasn't even like discussed that really. He kind of mentioned it to Jen, you know, but he yeah. hasn't really got into it. Yeah. So you can tell that to him, self-examination is really scary. Right. Yeah. I I mean, 
Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's yeah. very true. Um, so we go in. She's like shook at the suggestion. She's like, whoa. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I maybe Joey needs a little examination of what's going on, too. Um, mm. But so Andy at at, at um, the McPhee's, Jack, like, goes, goes to Andy's Andy. Window. Yeah. And she's he's like, you know, I talked to dad and like. You know, he said that, like, if you wanted to stay, like, he'd try to work it out. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, my, um, or Andy's like, yeah, but I, don't, I just don't know. Like, right. the thing is, like, most days I'm fine, but the bad days, like, they They're are bad. getting worse, like, right. you know? And, like, it's just, like, the more I stay in town, like, the more I just want to be better, you know? And... I just like don't want to burden Jack and Pacey with my problems, you right. know? And Jack's like, you're not a burden to us. And she's like, yeah, but like I am. <laughs> right. And she's, and you know, she's like, you know, I, I know that you're like burdened by the, I, or I'm burdened by the knowledge that like you guys have to take care of me. Yeah. And, and Jack's like, okay, you're my family. If you go, I go. Right. And Andy's like, yeah, but what do you want? Right. And, like, she tells him, you're always so selfless, but, like, she wants him to think about himself, like, this time. They're such good siblings to each other. They are. They're really good siblings to each other. And, like, the fact that Jack is, like, in it with her and is kind of like, you know, I'll put myself through this shit if you need it. Like, if you're, you know... And and then the fact that she's like, I'm not gonna let you do that. Like, yeah, no, totally. I no, mean, of course. Yeah, that's that's some deep sibling shit. Yeah, 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 totally. So there's supposed to be a music cue here, um, which is another song from the soundtrack that didn't make it in the streaming or the DVD. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. called Cryophilia um, by Adam Cohen, and like the title alone is perfect for the scene it's about to play under because <laughs> we go to Graham's house. Um, yeah. Jen has like a backpack on and like a bag. another bag. And, and she just like walks up onto the porch and she kind of looks like she's going to knock. Yeah. And then she doesn't and she turns and leaves and she, she says, says, bye grams. And like, I just want to note that so far in this episode, Jen has been totally alone except for one conversation with Jack. Yeah. Everything and, that's happened. And she's- talking about her hair. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, everything else that's happened, she's been, like, alone. So Yeah. Um, Especially since it's, like, so much about Chosen Family in this episode, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, like, she's staying with, like, presumed Chosen Family, the Learys, but yeah. she, doesn't, she doesn't feel that. She doesn't feel the safety there, like, mm-hmm. that Joey does. Like, that doesn't sure. feel like – the Leary house doesn't feel like home to her. Feels like home. <laughs> um. So <laughs> then we go, sorry, I couldn't help myself. So we go to the ice house and like, it seems mm. as if Dawson has learned how to use a level. <laughs> Yay, Dawson. <laughs> Mike Potter yeah. says, good work, son, which I kind of dug. Um, <laughs> and, and then Dawson like, is like, you know, I'm really sorry if I like dredged yeah. up painful memories. And I was kind of like good on him for apologizing for that. Like, Right. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I do wish we saw him apologize to Joey because Joey is the one who outright. Yeah. Said that she had a problem. Had with an it. issue with it. And and Mike Potter didn't say that. But yeah, like I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, 
And um, Mike's like, you know, I think about this every single moment. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm not sure that I've changed, actually. Right. Like, I'm just trying to put my family first. Right. You know? And, like, right. put their needs before my own. And, like, you know, Joey then, like, appears out of a dark or dark corner where she's like, <laughs> apparently been heard some of this. <laughs> I, like, don't understand where she came from. Yeah. And Mike kind of excuses himself to take a yeah. walk. And he's kind of like. And that's when Joe, then Dawson does kind of. Apo- kind of apologize to Joey. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you know, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have laid it all out there like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, Joey kind of explains, like, my life is perfect right now. I have everything I've dreamt of. Like, dad is back. Business is good. And most importantly, like, I have you. Dude, the business is good part fucking crushed me. I was like, I she, she has to 16. worry about that. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. And she says, add a white picket fence to this scenario and the fairy tale would be complete. Yeah. And she's like, I love you and I believe in you and I'm so proud of you and I'm proud to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, kiss and like, <laughs> yeah, and you kind of believe it, right? I totally believe it. I definitely believed it in 99. I was like into this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and definitely. then she kind of gives this little great line where she says, you might even be a great carpenter someday. Who knows? And like, I just like, like I got to say, I had this moment where I was like, I love sassy Joey so yeah, much. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like that Joey, that little sass face, um, mm-hmm. just like lives in a deep part of my soul. Yeah, because she has like that crooked smile always. But yeah. this is when it's like particularly yeah, crooked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he, he's like, you're making fun of me, aren't you? She's you like, know, yeah. it's like giggle. Yeah. No, it's I, like, it's I think there cute. are moments of goodness within this relationship, even if it's not like my favorite thing that's happening. Uh-huh. Um, You know, and I think like their sort of route to discovery of themselves individually and then also as a couple is really interesting. Yeah. You know, totally. and, and like I said in whatever episode I said it in the last one, I think. But, like, this iteration of their relationship feels better than the last one. Like, it feels more comfortable, and they yeah. are actually kind of pushing on each other, but not, like, f- getting, like, super No, I mad, completely you know? agree. This whole time, I, this whole episode, I was like, man, I totally believe them together. Like, yeah. they, like, seem like they have, like, a comfortability, like, and, like, a connection even, and, like, an understanding, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I feel like this is one of the only episodes I've ever seen them like that. Right. No, I think you're right. I think you're yeah. absolutely right. So we go to the um, McPhee's house, and Jack, like, tells his dad, like, I'm fucking staying. Yeah, like, I'm going to stay. And he says, I don't know what Andy's going to do, but I'm going to stay. Yeah. And that's when Mc, Mc, Mr. McPhee's like, you know, you, you think I'm going to leave you alone here at like age 17? So Jack's 17. Oh, okay. Um, And he's like, I don't think so, Jack. And I was just like, excuse me? Like, you left him alone to take care of his mom who was suffering from mental illness, his sister who was dealing with her own mental illness struggles, and like... You just, like, the three of them, and, like, now, how's him being alone any harder than that? I know. (laughs) I mean, it's so wild, because it would make sense if Mr. McPhee's like, no, I'm selling the Cape Side house. (laughs) Right. Well, so he does say, uh, then he does say, I'm going to sell the house, and Jack's like, I don't care about the house. 
Yeah. And he's like, you know, I just can't live with you. Um, yeah, and then Mr. McPhee's like, I I feel like I'm to blame for you being gay. Yeah. And he's Ooh. like... And he's like, people can change. They could go back. Ugh. I was just like, first of all, stop centering yourself. Like, it's not about you. And then Jack... Like, I don't know why someone would choose that kind of life. Right. Because, like... Um, then Jack, Jack stands firm with him. Jack totally stands He's firm like, with I him. I didn't choose this. I'm, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. And also, I just wanted to say, like, have you met gay people? Because if it was a choice, you should definitely choose it. Gay people are great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so Jack's like, you know, I didn't choose to be gay. I chose to be happy. And, like... I can't, I'm not going to go back. And he says, I'm not going to go back with you because like slowly but surely I'm going to sacrifice my happiness for yours because I want you to be proud of me. But like, I'm not going to do it under your terms. Like this is not going to (laughs) work. And I was just like, this is some deep shit, man. Like to be that self-aware of like that you, that's what you're going to do if you are forced to live with your dad. Like that's, that's really deep. That's yeah. Um, Jack Jack definitely has an awareness about his relationship with his father, like, you know, more so than Andy, obviously. And like, you know, I think that it's a really um, common experience that him and Pacey have with each other. Totally. You know, totally. And it's like being able to see like they're already at the point where they see their parents as people. Definitely. Like fully as flawed people that like they need to distance themselves from for some kind of safety. yeah, yeah. 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 And, and like Mr. McPhee kind of stands up to like say something to Jack and he kind of oh like, God, he, it's so fucked up. And then he just like, can't. Like, what did you, I was like, is he going to apologize? Yeah. Say he loves him. No. I don't know. It's like, it's like he stands up to give him space and then he just turns and sits down. Oh my God. Like, it's wa- so fucked up. Waspy repression is a bitch, man. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. It is so fucking sad. I know. I know. Um, then we go to the waterfront and like Pacey and Andy oh are my God. walking. What is Pacey wearing? <laughs> I have that note in one paragraph. <laughs> so Pacey's like, Andy's like, do you know where we are? And Pacey's like, yeah, this is like where we first danced and our first kiss. Yeah. And the music that's supposed to start is Heather Nova's Paper Cup. So again, okay. with the Heather Nova. Nova. Yeah, yeah. She's coming up again in a second. Um, this is where I say Pacey's shirt is just the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh my god. I it was like crushed velvet or Velour? Mylar? I don't know. It had like a swirly pattern on it. It was absolutely out of control. <laughs> but I was also like, this was the fashion in the late 90s. No, because my boyfriend was like, it looks like it's Levi- living La Vida Loco. It looks like a Ricky Martin <laughs> shirt. And I was like, you're right on the you're, nose. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's true. And um, I just, you know, some of us have to live with the knowledge that we wore shit like this. Oh, my God, cool I know. At some point. I know. Oh, my God. And like, I don't think we saw it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was wearing Tevas, you know, with that assembly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> shall I out you for texting <laughs> me the other day? <laughs> Uh, y'all, Aaron, I got a text from Aaron yesterday, the other day that was just a picture of her feet and Tiva's and was like, <laughs> I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I have a confession to make. Yeah, I have a confession to make. It was great. Um, 
<laughs> Look, they said camping is the only safe thing you can do this summer. Girl, do you with your tifas. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. So Andy's like, you know, I remember like when we kissed, like my knees were shaking like crazy. And Pacey says his heart was like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And she's like... Yeah, she's like, I was deliriously happy. And he says, I died and went to heaven that day. Or, yeah, I, he says, I died and went to heaven that day. Yeah. Like, it's so cute. And she's just like, it's been a wild ride. Yeah. And he's like, and it's only just begun. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, like, they definitely know what's happening. But, like, they're still confirming their love for each other. Yeah. And and he um he asks her to dance. Oh, and she starts to cry. Yeah, I'm not crying. You're crying. Oh my god. I know. I I gotta say though too. Um, normally I hate the replacement music, but this song is actually pretty good. The replacement song. It's called "You Sweet Thing" by Brenda Weiler. And like all I could think was like, I know this isn't the right song. It's not. It definitely isn't. Um, it's the um Heather Nova song, but yeah. but it's actually not a bad song. It's it's pretty good. Um, and Andy, yeah, she starts to cry and Pacey's like, you know, what's, what's wrong? And And she's she's just like, like, I'm so happy to be with you and I love you so much, but it's just not getting any better. Yeah. And like, I decided that I'm going to leave tomorrow because I have to. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I know. I know. And he like rests her, his chin on her forehead and just kind of holds her. Yeah. And Andy's like, no goodbyes. Okay. And, yeah. and Pacey like agrees, no goodbyes, and they just kind of hold each other and dancing. keep dancing. And we yeah. just get this beautiful shot of them with like the waterway behind them and the lights like shining off of it. Uh, yeah. So why do you think he doesn't ask her to stay? I think he knows he can't. I, yeah. I think you know. I think in this situation, um, no good is going to come if she stays. Mm-hmm. She needs she she needs real legitimate help. Yeah. Um, if she is hallucinating, um, you know, and, and I'm sorry, I don't know that that's the clinical term, but um, mm-hmm. if she's hallucinating another person and having like these psychotic breaks where she's talking to someone else um, that's not there. I mean, you need help. That's real. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a real. Totally. You need a real help, and I, I could see like if you're trying to get a person on the right medication, um, I could see you know like if it's if the situation is that dire, you know, being like they need to be supervised to mm-hmm. to you know do this kind of thing. Um. So yeah. Um. Also, Andy, I think has a Hello Kitty clutch um, hanging. Oh up my god! Arm. I was like, that thing is so cute. It's so <laughs> oh it's god. like this little tiny purse. I was like, damn! Andy. I don't even want to tell you how many tiny Coach purses <laughs> me and my friend were looking at last night. My note was, it's ugly. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like obsessed with getting a teeny tiny purse that like only fits like a credit card and like. <laughs> A few dollars. Yeah. Good. Okay. Because <laughs> we don't go anywhere anymore. I you know. just need like money to pick up groceries. I know. I know. So, um, yeah. Well, anyway, my note was uh, that scene is so pretty and so hard. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So then we're at the Potter house. Yeah. And Joey comes outside in, in her pajamas. In her so it's morning. Pajamas. The women on yeah. the show like have real pajama sets going on. Yeah, you didn't have that. 
I, I feel like I had pajama pants. I don't know that mm. I had a set. I definitely had a pajama set. <laughs> and uh, like Dawson comes up and Joey's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> it's like 7 a.m. Yeah. And he's like, I've been here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Creep. <laughs> and you're like, okay. okay. And then when you see what he was doing, you're like, how did no one know that he was there? <laughs> because he's like, come with me, come with me. And he takes her to like the eight front yard. feet. Like to the front, and we see like eight feet of a uh, white picket fence. Yeah, <laughs> so, that he's made. So, so he's, he's like building a picket fence in the front yard, and no one, no one <laughs> heard <knew>. him. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> of course not. Although that being said, you can go to Home Depot and just buy the pre-made one. Yeah, but I don't think that's what he did. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so good note. <laughs> Lowe's, go to Lowe's. Go to Lowe's. Yeah, not Home Depot. Fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, it's kind of sweet. She's no, like, so sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's a sweet little thing. He's like, I built you, she's like, you built me a white picket fence, you yeah. know, which was the only thing missing to make her life perfect, uh-huh. you know? And he's like, well, you know, it's only like eight feet, but, yeah. and it kind of gets crooked at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just want you to have like everything you want, you know? Yeah, that's a sweet, and you're like, sweet. actually getting along and like stoked on each other. I know, I'm into it. I'm here for it. Yeah, even my boyfriend was like, Wow, I've never seen them like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Dawson's like, you know, it's probably going to take me the rest of the summer to finish the thing. Um, and Joey's, you know, she kind of is flirty and cute and is like, you're going to hang out in my front yard all summer? Like, <laughs> no problem. And, yeah. you know, Dawson's like, well, maybe I'll start climbing through your window for a change. And, they, you know, she's like, change could be good. Um, yeah. And they kiss. Like, it's it's sweet. It is. It's yeah, really sweet. Definitely. Yeah. Um, then we cut to like a bus station, station and Jack's like running through the parking lot. Yeah. And someone is coughing on the audio and I was like, it stressed me out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, remember when coughing didn't feel like a death sentence? <laughs> remember when like getting on a public bus seemed like a totally <laughs> legitimate form of transportation? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> so the song that is supposed to start is London Rain by Heather Nova, oh, which if right. you will remember is from season yeah. two, episode one, where Dawson yeah. picks up Joey for their first date. Yeah. And Jack finds Jen at the back of this, like, bus line. Yeah. And he's like, you didn't think you'd get away without a send-off, did you? And Jen's like, well, you just missed you the parade. Missed the parade. <laughs> and here's my thing. I know that, like, everyone else has shit going on. But, like, Jack's got a ton of shit going on. And no one else has noticed that Jen is missing. Well, that's what I might know later on was, like, so wait, Gail and Dawson are just, like, cool with her, like, packing her bags and, like going to like right so yeah happening because i was like i was like dawson didn't know that she wasn't there and then i was like oh he was at joey's all night what about gail and then i said what about gail did gail notice that neither teenager that lives with her did not come home last night seemingly i'm like my mother would have had fucking cadaver dogs in a creek if i failed to come home like she would i think there's a reality where dawson called his mom but i mean uh the Jen situation, she like she packed her bags. Uh, no, I, I hear you. I so, hear you. You know, like again, there's a reality where Jen's like, oh, I'm doing I'm going here or whatever, but like I just know my mom would have called the other mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
um like okay cool like what should (laughs) when should we do this exchange you know and like whatever yeah it's really weird but okay yeah and jack's like oh jen's parents must have been okay with you coming back and jen's like no starts crying and oh god she was like oh well my mom said it's not a good time for her yeah and my Dad still's getting over the last time I stayed with him. Yeah. And I lived with him <laughs> for your whole childhood. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. People are assholes. Yeah, they're terrible. Like Jen just like sounds so like small. Like Because her parents are fucking pieces of shit. Oh, totally. And she's like, you know, I told them that I was like different this time and I wouldn't be a worry. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my dad, like, thought that it might have just been a ploy to get more money every month. And I was just like, fuck, man. Like, how do you get past this? Like, Jen is just like here begging to be loved by her parents. Yeah. And, like, the line that really got me in this was, like, I won't be a worry. Ugh. Because I'm like, kids are a worry. Like, that's I what know. they fucking are. Don't have them. Yeah. And a lot of kids have to, that's what they live in fear of. Like, I don't want to, like, you know, set off my parents. I don't want them, you know, and like, oh, my yeah, gosh. It's just fucked. And so Jen's like, you know, I just figured I like, I don't need them as a destination. I can just leave Cape Side. Yeah. And she's like, I have everywhere to go. Yeah. Just no one is there. Yeah. And Jack kind of then pulls her out of the line. Like he, <laughs> like she's about to give him the guy the bus ticket and she, he pulls her out of the line. He's like, no, nah. no. Nah. <laughs> and he is, and he says to her, I, I often like wonder how my mom would react if she was aware of what was happening with me. Yeah. Like, but I don't think that she'd have a problem because my mom loves me for the best, reason, the best reason, which is no reason at all. Oh, and so he, insightful. It definitely is. And he tells Jen that, like, you know, our parents should love us unconditionally, but many of them don't. Yeah, and like, not as, everyone's that lucky. And he's like, as much as it hurt, hurts from us, it's worse for them. Like, it's worse. Yeah. He says it's worse to be incapable of loving than to not be loved. Yeah. Which is like, oh, man, that one. It's so interesting because then you realize that, like, in terms of his dad, he doesn't feel sad jack doesn't feel sad for himself and his position yeah he feels sad for his dad you know like you're gonna regret this yeah and that's on you totally you know and like i'm like that for the most part too where it's like like (laughs) that's on you you know my mom and i don't have a good relationship and you know when we were in therapy when i was a young adult i was like she's like do you think this is the relationship i want with my daughter i'm like you think this is a relationship i want with my mom yeah like no 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 i don't have to fuck with you yeah exactly you know and like i feel sad for you that you feel unwilling to make any changes to make it better that you expect me to make them all yeah you know yeah fuck that yeah yeah and jen just kind of like nods at jack and crumples jack crumples her bus ticket and like takes her bag grabs her bag and he's like no 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 you're coming with me. Yeah. He's like, you know, my place is empty and I could use a roommate. What do you say? Yeah. And Je- Jen just like, she's like nods and like, yeah. And and he kind of like just wraps her up in his arms. It's so nice. It's. um Yeah. I just love them. <laughs> I know. It's really sweet. You know, it is. I mean, it's like, again, because like 
the Leary house was a place that like just took her in. And I love that about them, you know, but like, so interesting that like, they don't make it feel like a home to her. Yeah. Yeah. It's really compelling. So Jen, um, you know, Jack and Jen sort of walk away holding hands. And Mm -hmm. I just said to quote Casablanca, I think this is going to be the start of a great friendship. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, um, then we go to the ice house and oh God, Dawson go. walks in and he's like, Mr. Potter. Like he's like shout looking for him or Returning whatever. Returning the tools that he and used. he's like, I'm, I'm bringing back your tools. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like kind of. Which is funny because then you realize that like Mitch, I, I guess the Learys don't have a garage, but like that Mitch doesn't have a garage filled with tools. <laughs> Like, is that true? Is it? Wasn't he working on a car at one point? Well, he's work, He's like something? sanding a boat at yeah, one point. Yeah. So he's got. It's he's really got, interesting. Like my dad's not like super handy. Yeah, but your dad's had, not a tool guy. But you. But had we had tools. hella tools. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, totally. is it just like, I don't know, you know, even at my house, I have so many tools, like, you know, because you just never know. Yeah, I've, I was really into woodworking when I was young. So I have a lot of tools. Um, yeah. And my dad used to steal my tools from me. Um, <laughs> like. I used to hide them because he would steal them. Um, and my mom used to hide uh, hammers in her underwear drawer because my dad would steal them and lose them. And so he uh, and he refused to go in her underwear drawer. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you go, sorry i did not ask my mom for permission to tell that story but i think it's hilarious <laughs> so then um so the the mic is like in the back with the like merchant marines guy i think i think yeah and they like they have dawson, like a vase dawson sees them take it's so funny it's like a vase like that would be like it's like in true lies when they have they're like pulling open the crate and there's like Sir, you know syrian yeah, uh, yeah, yeah relic artifacts or whatever like packed in that like kind of uh hay packing material yeah totally totally (laughs) it's like he's pulling out an artifact and pulling out these packing material (laughs) and then he legit pulls out a (laughs) ziploc bag of white powder of cocaine yeah (laughs) Um, ziploc bag yeah that's not a great storage how it works yeah. <laughs> we laughed so hard <laughs> okay. Uh, okay so dawson kind of like quietly leaves without being detected and runs yeah. into joey who is like prepping like, the working restaurant. prepping for a shift yeah while this drug deal is happening right i don't know what the fuck mike potter's doing like and <laughs> it's uh, yeah so this is what i'm saying I I said earlier that like, I don't like this storytelling Mm -hmm. because you're supposed to be like, Oh, he's a, you know, he went to jail and he's a changed man. Like, you know, that this story of what, like, you know, our judicial system, like this fucking bullshit that whatever. But then in the storytelling, they're like, Nope, he's He's not not a changed man. man. Once a drug dealer, always a drug dealer yeah it's yeah it, it's very I much told like that yeah i don't like that because it's a more compelling story that he comes back his family is in deep deep debt still yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. he starts to selling drugs again because like they're fucking flailing yeah, yeah yeah that is a great story 
and Ooh, like you're just like not even a great story a just a fucking true story yeah or just like he couldn't get a job because he had like you know right. they still have that box you know that you check mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. like you should call your senators about that we removed it in la you can't ask that a question anymore you know mm-hmm. um that's ridiculous you know so there's just like that would be such a compelling story or the story of him actually changing and like Joey and Bessie trying to like reincorporate him into their life. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. that would have been really interesting too. Like the way it was really difficult with the perfect wedding, you know, yeah. where she was like, I just don't know. This is really scary for me, you know? Right. No, totally. So this like whole like arc of like, yeah, well, he went to jail. He's fucked up. And, like, of course he's going to deal drugs again. You're like, what? Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it could have been done better. Yeah. And, like, so Dawson runs into Joey and she's like, what's wrong? Yeah. And he's like, no, nothing's wrong. Thanks. Um, I, Like, I get that he lies to her. I get that he's not like, your dad's dealing drugs back there. I would totally lie about that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but, like... Yeah, but like, because well, he's dealing drugs in the back room, like mere meters away, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you would then want to talk to him about it maybe a little bit later and just say, like, I don't know what was happening. This is what I saw. That's exactly. it. I'm not going to make any judgments on it. Exactly. That That's kind of my point where I was like, I get not saying it right that second. Yeah. And like going home and processing, like, okay, what exactly did I see? I like, exactly. you know. Anyway, um, so at the McPhee's, Jock is like saying goodbye to Andy. Um, uh, and yeah. Mr. McPhee like goes to shake Jack's hand. <laughs> and he's oh like, like, I want you to be happy. Yeah. He's like, I know I'm not the best father, but like, I want you to be happy. And Jack's kind of like, OK, thank you. Like, yeah. And um, then he like Mr. McPhee just like walks away. Yeah. I fucking hate this guy. I know. Fuck that guy. <laughs> then we just I can't see- tell which one I hate more, Mr. Witter or Mr. McPhee. They're both pretty terrible. Well, I guess Mr. Witter is like an alcoholic and that's like more scary to me. Unsafe. But mm-hmm, anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just Ugh. out of the fucking out of, the he side. jumps like out of a bush. <laughs> yeah. We see Pacey sprinting like running. towards us. Yeah, and Andy's like, no, 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 I said no goodbyes. And, right. And, and he's like, no, no, this is not a goodbye. This is just one last look at you. And, and this Heather, is like a- well, Heather Nova's paper cup starts to play again, or it's mm-hmm. supposed to play again. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Thank you for making me the person I am today. And just like, thank you for being you. Yeah. And he says, I'm so grateful to you, Andy. Yeah. And I like definitely cried at yes. the scene. <laughs> Oh my god. It's hard, man. Because we don't know what's gonna happen to them. I know. And I just was like, how were we so blessed with Pacey Witter as a character that we got to watch as teenagers? I know. Like, wow. That's the fact that this kid knows that his girlfriend has to go away. Yeah. Is like not being shitty or judgy or mad or mean about it. Mm-hmm. You know, all of which, like, I think as a teenager would be something that could happen, like, you know, right. and he's just like, thank you so much. And I like, ju- I just want to look at you like I'm going to miss you and I love you. Yeah. And like, this is not goodbye. I mean, like, fuck, man, what a what a what a dude. Yeah. Um, And Andy just like is like, I don't want to let you go. And he just like hugs her. 
I know. And he's just like, remember your promise that you'll come back and we'll be more in love than ever. Yeah. Happy, healthy, and more in love than ever. And oh, he and he God. says, you know, go and get better and then come back to me. Which is... And she like starts crying. <sighs> and Her face like, kills me. Oh, oh my God. Because it's like the one tear comes and I'm like, oh, stop it. Stop I'm it. Why candy. are you doing that? Oh my God. And, <laughs> and then she asks him to kiss her. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and she's, she's like, like, my knees are shaking. And I'm like, oh my God, stop it. I know. And he says, my heart. Boom, 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 boom. <sighs> And I have to say right now, because this is where I noticed it, Aaron, mm -hmm. as they're saying goodbye, Pacey is in carpenter jeans. <laughs> 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 and like we follow kind of Andy's POV out of the back of the car and just see yeah. Jack and Pacey standing next to each other, seeing Andy off. I know. And I just wanted to say, too, like, I feel sometimes like when we get towards the end of the series, like. I feel like a lot of times I forget how much shit Jack and Pacey went through together. Yeah. Like, it's kind of nice watching this season, which, like I've said, I don't watch that often. Um, yeah. But it's, like, nice to be remembered that they're, to remember that their friendship is rooted in, like, this kind of really hard shit that they experienced together. Yeah. I mean, Pacey was the first person to have Jack's back when Jack came out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, like, and like I think that that bond will always be there of like a mutual respect, you totally, know. Totally. Yeah. No, it's really it was really cool to see the friendships that were forming with like Andy and Jack and Pacey and Jen. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. You know, and it, it to me that was like the most striking part was while like Joey and Dawson their storyline in this episode was it was one of the better ones I think that they I've have. seen they've had, you know, but it was like still less compelling yeah. than the other four. And like the other four were like building kind of these bonds together, you know, definitely so interesting. Definitely. I love it. So then Dawson's voiceover comes back. Um, yeah. And he says that like in the movies, we're taught to believe that a character goes through an arc and changes. But by the end of Casablanca, Bogart's character is the same lonely tough guy he always was. And as we as Dawson's talking, we kind of see the other characters. Yeah. So the, when he says the same lonely tough guy, we see Pacey sort of standing on the waterfront where he and Andy had their dance. And then we go to Jack and Jen sitting on a bed eating ice cream and watching a movie. And Dawson says, his, deci his decisions didn't change him, nor did his actions. They simply revealed what was always there. And then we see Mike Potter, and Dawson says, a man who wanted to change but feared he couldn't. Yeah. And then Dawson says... Jenny says if he really wanted to change, would he have sent his love away? Uh, so, okay, but is wait. that like a dig at Pacey? I don't think ahead? so. I don't think okay. so. So he says, yeah... Um, he would have held on to her for dear life because I think love is change. Because I think love is change. Yeah. Um, and he pushes his chair back, and we see that like Joey is asleep it's on the bed yeah. in her ice house uniform with her homework. Yeah. Um, and Dawson says, "At least he's like, at least I hope so." Um, that love is change about love is change. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want to say, I think this think is a terrible reading of Casablanca. <laughs> Number one, I think uh -huh. he is. I think he is one hundred percent wrong. Um, 
so not to get too deep in the weeds on Casablanca, but Bogart sends Ingrid Bergman away because he knows that her husband, who has been fighting to take down the literal the Nazis, Nazis yeah. won't be able to continue without her. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I was like, I'm not going to get into the complexity of patriarchy in Casablanca, whatever, but like Bogart has an arc in the film. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's going, like by the end of the movie, it seems like Bogart is going to go start fighting Nazis himself in his own way in his bar in Casablanca, where before he's kind of let them, you know, yeah, run yeah, rampant. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the thing where he says he would have held on to her for dear life because love is change. Like, okay, the holding on to her for dear life thing, I hate. Um, well, it's like an interesting that Dawson's saying that because that's what he thinks change is. Right. Like to him moving forward is holding on to someone for dear life. Right. Cause like, I don't like, I don't think it's meant as a dig at Pacey, the, the whole, like he wouldn't have Mm -hmm. let her go. I think it's more about him and Joey. Mm. Like that, like he can't, he'll never be able to let Joey go. Yeah. Um, and he, he's like, um, like the fact that Bogart in Casablanca sacrifices his own happiness for the greater good of the world. Like, mm-hmm. that's literally what happens at the end of Casablanca. Yeah. And, like, it's really suspect to me that Dawson feels like that should have gone down differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, love is change seems like a real nonsense line to me. It seems like I one know. of those lines. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I was like, love is change. Okay. I was like, that seems like one of those lines that, like, it's like, seems like someone would write it on a pillow and you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And then you would, like, think about it and be like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know yeah so i'm like is dawson changing because he's in love with joey like how is he changing Mm -hmm. why does being in love with joey cause him to change and like he's spent the whole middle part of this season complaining that he is stuck and he hasn't changed at all and like everyone's changing and everyone's growing but like he's stuck so like why is it that just the act of being with joey makes him feel like he's unstuck I really do not get that. Or also like that there is a change. I I mean, it seems like it does not seem like he's changed. Right. I mean, I guess the only change is like now, like sexual acts are on the table, (laughs) you know, because like Joey has always been in his life and they've always been in a relationship that was like pretty intimate, you know? Right. But now it's like a physically intimate one. Yeah. Possibly have sex with each other. But also like, is it, I mean, it feels like, you know, it feels like the whole time they were not together, he was like, I got to like do these great things so that I can be worthy of her. But Mm -hmm. like then didn't do anything Mm -hmm. really. And then, like, she got back together with him seemingly out of nowhere. And, like, yeah. like you said, I, I actually like them in this episode a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like how their relationship feels in this episode. Like, it feels very fun. And you're like, I get it. I get why you would want to be with yeah. each other. It feels just steady. You know? Right. Yes. Yeah, steady. That's a good one. Um, But I honestly don't think that anything he says means anything in this, like, final part mm-hmm. the only thing that struck anything with me is the obviously the mike potter thing of like mm-hmm. sometimes you know people think they can change but they can't yeah but like we were talking about earlier like i think that's kind of a bullshit thing too yeah um 
So I don't know. Like, I don't, I kind of don't know where this leaves us. I know. It's like a weird beat to leave it on, especially going into the finale. Right. You know, like, I just hate that Mike Potter storyline. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't disagree. Like, yeah. And I think, like, I think Jen's storyline, Jack's storyline, Andy's storyline, and Pacey's storyline, and the way they kind of connect with each other mm -hmm. are all so compelling. And yeah. I think, in a way, Joey's storyline can be compelling with her dad coming back. Like, right, you right, know, right. that, like, we're in this place now, like, in the wedding episode, she was so... Like, I don't know. Unsure, and like, yeah. I'm sure about it. And now she's kind of like, I'm so happy. And like, this seems like it's going really well. Yeah. Um, you know, like, that's kind of interesting to me. But like, yeah. but I, I don't, I don't really know what to think of Dawson's storyline. Yeah. Well, that's why it's hard. It, it sucks that they never, him and Joey just never got a chance to just like be together. Right. You know, mm -hmm. um, cause like that, it's kind of you're like okay I you know it's hard I don't like Dawson so I, yeah. it's hard for me to give him space so like this was the first episode like since see the first since the the premiere that I was like all right I like him like this yeah. is great you know yeah and um you know I don't know I, I just wish that they gave more storylines like that to him I agree I agree yeah so I don't know. I, I'm like, I kind of don't know where to, where this leaves us. Yeah. I mean, next week is the season finale of season two. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a big one. I know. <laughs> so who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for Jen and Jack. Yeah. I'm rooting. F I, I just, you know, I love that they kind of get to be a duo and get to, mm -hmm. you know, be for, there for each other. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm rooting for Pacey. Um, I think it's going to be really hard for him yeah. um, to deal with this without Andy. Uh, and I'm rooting for Andy to get better. I mean, you know, yeah. to, to heal and to, um, you know, um, work sort on of, herself. yeah, work on herself. Um, I, I'm rooting for all of them. I mean, I'm glad Joey's happy. I I think it's fucked that, you know, obviously that's going to come crashing down if Mike Potter's mm -hmm. dealing drugs again. Yeah, um, at their workplace, their business. At their place of business, yeah. So, you know, I, you know, that's, f I fucking hate that. Yeah. Um, because I think Joey deserves to not get, like, cut down at the knees every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, I thought Dawson was fine in this episode and, you know, um, I thought he was the most interesting that he's been in a long time. Yeah. So I'm rooting for Jack. I, I found it so compelling the last time we see his dad and Jack says like, I'm gay. He's like in tears. And this time he says I'm gay, like with absolute confidence. Yeah. That was like, just like so like, I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like that journey of just being like, not scared yeah yeah anymore about like his um his sexual identity is like so cool yeah jen man who she's got Oof. real assholes for parents yeah yeah she does um they suck it's like <laughs> it's wild because all these kids have like real assholes but she i think she has the worst one she's 
<laughs> it's not a competition, but <laughs> no, it's definitely not a competition. You don't want to win that award. No, 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 no. But, but yeah, hers are pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So, so for our listener corner. Okay, just to let you all know, behind the scenes, I get the questions and then read them to Julia and she doesn't know what they are. (laughs) So So I kind of put her on the spot and we just didn't like the way it went last week. So we're just going to do it again. Yeah, because I got perfectionist because I got rambly (laughs) and we're perfectionists. We're trying to dismantle that, but within our (laughs) white women-ness, but Yeah. yeah, we are who we are. So, for our listener corner, this is from Haley. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just wondering, why are you so mean to Dawson? Yeah. I don't think he is as bad as you two make him out to be. Okay. So, I think that question is very important. Mm-hmm. And I think that it deserves a less rambling answer <laughs> than I gave last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think Dawson represents the banality of sexism and white supremacy that Mm -hmm. like guys like Dawson who are purporting to support the women around them, like, but are actually, you know, he assaults Joey and then brushes it off are the guys that I'm like most interested in, in like, you know, yeah. yeah, because like, it's like with Chris, Chris Wolf, it, yeah. it's so straightforward that you can you can handle that behavior right. because it's straight up and straightforward. You're like, okay, if I want to fuck that guy. I'm going to fuck him. But yeah. otherwise, like, that's it. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be gaslit. I'm not going to feel like I'm going to know exactly what I'm getting, you know? Yeah. And I think like, you know, he, Dawson's not out there like telling Joey that she can't achieve things and that like she should go in the kitchen and make him a sandwich. Like mm-hmm. that guy's easy to spot and like... Yeah. Yeah. Do does that guy need to be? Do we need to handle like that fucking mindset? Yes, Mm -hmm. but like, but you know, Dawson does it more subtly, where he's kind of like he's always taking up a lot of the room, um, Mm -hmm. and he's making it harder for Joey and Jen to move through their lives with him. Mm -hmm. You know, and so his sexism is like so banal that it's really hard to see sometimes how oppressive it is. Mm -hmm. Um. And so I also, like, I wanted to note that, like, I kept mentioning how differently Aaron and I grew up. And I, like, I had a point about that. And I feel like I really didn't make it. Um, yeah, because I want to make a correction. Both of my parents are second wave feminists. They are. And they're yeah. and they are no longer Republicans. So, yes, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I like I want to make that clear. But we did have different upbringings. Yes. You and I. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. doubt. And so, like, I wasn't, like... I, I what I was trying to say is that like I wasn't necessarily taught to like question or call out men like Dawson because he was quote one of the good ones. Mm. And so even though I was raised like pretty within the feminist movement and like quite frankly I surrounded by feminist icons like at years my mother worked at UC Santa Cruz with um, Angela Davis. Well, I mean, yes, she, she definitely I um my mom was her HR representative Mm -hmm. um but also you know there's a there were a lot of feminist icons that sort of like like were at uc santa cruz and like i would you know if there were parties like i would get taken to things like that so i like i'm literally in the room with these people um and it still took me like it took me personally and that's this is not their fault (laughs) it took me personally a long time to to start to call that stuff out Mm -hmm. and so like while you came from a background, a different background than I did. 
you saw that inequity firsthand with your brother mm-hmm. and did started to call it out from a much earlier age. Because, like, actually, when I met Aaron and we started to watch this show together, that's when my opinion of Dawson changed. Mm-hmm. Because you would, da- Aaron would talk about him in a certain way where I was like, oh shit, like that is fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just like a way that I hadn't been taught to sort of think because like, it was like, we need the help. We need the help yeah. to get. And so instead of saying, no, that's toxic too. And that doesn't help. And so, you know, it's, um, that's what I was trying to say. I, I apologize for my inarticulateness. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually think one of the differences is not necessarily like the like you being raised with feminists. I, I don't know. For me, I think one of the biggest differences is that like my mom's side of the family came here in at least 1630. Right. That's when they know for sure. Like I can find someone on the like boat. Yeah. That is a family member. So like. I was raised, at least on my mom's side, to think that I am the person that gets to define who's a good person, mm-hmm. which is a problematic. Yeah, sure, sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I acknowledge that. But that, to me, is one of the elements where I'm like, no. Nah. Like I feel like that's where it comes from, in addition to being raised with a little bit more of the like republicanism of um, individualism, uh-huh, too. Uh-huh. So you can kind of identify like who, again, a way to identify like who's quote good and who's quote bad, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, so I always felt like that's kind of where it comes from is like, just like having this like insane white supremacy, waspy bullshit, you know, where it's like, no, we get to say who's good and bad. (laughs) Right. Right. That's interesting. Because I always feel like, you know, I was... I feel like there was this way in which the guys who purported to be feminists, you were like, Mm -hmm. okay, great. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad, you know, because it's like, I think for so long it was so rare for men to say that they were feminists Mm -hmm. or to be like, yeah, man, like she shouldn't have to, you know, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was easy to sort of panel over the, um, the bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there was some good behavior. Um, right. And so, like, I think I think when I'm sort of um, going at Dawson, you know, it's like his privilege. I mean, it's hard because, like, I think he's it's he's can't really see his own privilege. And I think that takes that takes work. And I like, yeah, I don't think high school kids always are aware. No. I definitely was not aware. Well, of- that like even concept like wasn't mainstream yet too totally and like and like and like anything like like i don't think i grew up privileged but i know i did right you know and that's like this real awakening you have to have within you you're never gonna think you had privilege yeah because there's always gonna be people that had more than you totally you're you just have to acknowledge that that's a truth. <laughs> right. Right. And I think like for me, where Dawson irks me or rubs me the wrong way, particularly now and in ways that he didn't in 1999 mm-hmm. or 1998 or whatever, like are the places where as someone who is older now, who has done some of this work, um, thinking about my own privilege and thinking about, you know, what these sort of structures look like when they're put into play, um, and by that, I mean, 
by that I mean like um, I, I was just in a training thing the other day where they were like, you know, white supremacy isn't the shark, it's the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like Dawson's behavior, I don't always think that it's totally his fault. Like he lives within this society and this culture that tells him that the way he's behaving is totally fine. Mm -hmm. And I think back in 1998 and 1999, I thought the way that he was behaving is totally fine. And I think now after having done a lot of this work um, within feminism, within, you know, um, within dismantling white supremacy and the work that I've, I've done been doing for a number of years now on that, um, that's where my analysis of Dawson, um, I think, can sometimes be pretty negative um, because I right. can see a lot of those things. Um, so, yeah, and I think to your point that you've been making throughout the this podcast of it, Dawson's Creek being this first millennial show, mm-hmm. like, you know, this first show for millennials, I think it's so compelling just like broadly that it is this dismantling of white supremacy, you know, where it's like, we're supposed when we're children and, you know, as they told it, we're supposed to think that he's the star, he's the good guy, he's the one we're rooting for. And then, you know, as we go through it and as we rewatch it and as we, you know, as it ages, we're like, Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reassessment. Yeah. Like, you know, these other people, these other characters are the real stars of the show yeah, and their voices are the ones that we remember and that we elevate and that we take away, you know, and where we also identify. Yeah. And like, you know, and they're to me, like, I don't know, it feels so compelling that there's something to be said for like, you know, how millennials are changing, you know, our own perspectives with within us so much more quickly than other generations, you know? Yeah. And um, it's just really fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, Dawson, I don't know. I don't know. And like we said, like, please feel free to write in. And, um, you know, if if like if you have other opinions than we do, like we're always happy to hear them and we'll, you know, discuss them. If you say that's OK with you, um, discuss them on the show. Um, you know, uh, we're always happy to listen to those things, but that's where we're coming from on our hardness Mm -hmm. with Dawson. Um, and, uh, yeah. And thank you for letting me clarify my, uh, you know, like Aaron said, we're trying to, we're trying to like not be perfectionists, Mm -hmm. um, about this, um, and about what we're doing here, but like, um, you know, we want to make sure when important questions get asked and important issues come up that we are, you know, articulating them in a way that really like gets across what we're trying to say. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So thank you for letting us uh, take a stab at that again. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you, Haley. Yeah. Thank you. Haley. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. I hope you all staying safe. Please wear a mask. I haven't please. said that recently, but please wear a mask. Please, please. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us. We have some questions coming up from the finale um, at Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. Uh, we want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at Go Freaking Crazy. Please like us, subscribe, uh, write a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, 
iHeartRadio, wherever it is you're getting your podcasts. Um, it helps us out immensely when you do that. And thank you to those that have done that already. Uh, mm-hmm. We would always like to thank Andrew Bush, who's not recording us right now. And my God, do I miss uh, him. Um, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> also, this room is way sweatier than his yeah, studio. I know. It's like not even real summer in LA yet. I know. I'm dripping sweat right now. It's so <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> you all needed to know that. Uh, so you can find me on the um internets at pesty1079 rarebird lit can be found online at rarebirdlit.com uh, and on social media as at rarebird lit this has been a rarebird production <laughs> <laughs>